NatureClean has been making chemical-free cleaning products and personal care products since 1963. Their ingredients are naturally derived from plants and minerals for an effective yet environmentally friendly clean. Many products by NatureClean are approved by the USDA as being certified bio-based. All of their products are vegan and not tested on animals. Buy them online at natureclean.ca. Hi, I'm Andrea Donsky, founder of NaturallySavvy.com and co-host of our Naturally Savvy podcast. And I am Lisa Davis, MPH health educator, co-host of Naturally Savvy and author of the book, Clean Eating Dirty Sex Memoir Cookbook, Healthy Lifestyle Guide. At Naturally Savvy, we are here to help you make healthier lifestyle choices. So we are so honored that you are tuning in to listen to our podcast on a weekly basis. And we are here to engage you, have fun, and help you live your healthiest lifestyle. Now, on to the show. Naturally Savvy Podcast is sponsored by Morphus for Menopause. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. My co-host Andrea is away today. Joining us now is Julie Revelant. Julie is going to be talking about the importance of a plant-based diet, getting our kids to eat better, and also about her brand new podcast. Hi, Julie. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to see you. Now we can see each other and you look absolutely radiant. So whatever you're <laughs> eating, you. whatever you're doing, your skin is glowing. You just look <laughs> refreshed and wonderful. Tell us how you've been during this kooky time. And then let's jump into uh, talking about plant-based foods. Yeah, it's been like we were just talking about before you started recording, you know, it's hard with the kids at home and or not at home and on and off and all of it. But you know, I think we just keep forging ahead and uh, trying to get through each day and, and do the best we can. Yeah, definitely. And one of the things we need to do is we need to get more vegetables into our diets and into our kids. Yeah, definitely. So we do, um, you know, I've written about this on my site, but since my kids were little, I used to make a, a large vat of lentil stew, um, but I make it thick, you know, m more less like soup and really thick. And I used to puree it for my daughter for baby food. Um, so they have kind of grown up on it, but I, I tend to make a large, you know, portion of it every week pack it for school. Um, we definitely do a lot of beans, just really basic stuff like rice and beans, the lentil chili, um, chickpeas and rice is, is something I grew up on and my daughters love it. Um, you know, there's bean dip, there's hummus. Uh, you could even do, I don't do this, but you could do beans for breakfast. So you could add beans and salsa to scrambled eggs or make a bean fajita for breakfast or a breakfast casserole with beans. Um, another great idea for kids, and again, haven't done it because my kids don't really eat chicken nuggets, but you could do chickpea nuggets. Um, and that's another way to get some, you know, plant-based foods in, vegetables. Um, and we love smoothies. So we are on a smoothie kick lately. Usually I'll do uh, a smoothie with spinach and banana and almond milk. But we recently got a new smoothie recipe book. And my seven-year-old is every morning wants to make the new smoothie. So there's pina colada smoothies and turmeric smoothie. Um, so they're really into that. Oh, that's fun. Can you tell us a little bit about this lentil chili you said yeah yeah i love lentils uh -huh. and i i have an instant pot or an instapot and uh -huh. i i think i've used it twice and i've had it for <laughs> over a year i really need to use it i don't know if you can use it for that but uh tell us yeah. about this lentil stew 
Yeah, I mean, it's like an Italian lentil soup, but I make it thicker. So I don't even use stock. I'll just use water, um, you know, and I, I put a mirepoix and the lentils and I like paprika and maybe a little bit of garlic and that's it. And then, yeah, you could change up the spices any way you want. Oh, that's and you know nice. what, what's also good? You could put sweet potatoes in it or butternut squash in it. Yeah, and that adds that hardiness too. Yeah, it's delicious. Which is really nice. So out of these new smoothies that you've tried lately, what are some yes. of your favorites? Are you into the pina colada? Or- I, I do like it. Yeah, I feel like it's a, too much sugar for me, but it's okay for them. <laughs> right, that's a good point. Yeah, you can really over sugar it, right? With the smoothies, if you're using too much sweet fruit. Yeah. So it's better yeah. to do a blend with the, you know, if you're going to do maybe yeah. pineapple, make sure you have more spinach or other greens. Would yeah, you I like to do the 80-20. So, you know, mostly vegetables and then some fruit. But for them, it's okay. You know, it gets a lot of, of a lot of fruits and vegetables in at one sitting, which is, you know, it's tough at breakfast because you want your kids to eat vegetables. But if that's the way you can get it in. And again, I'm not one for sneaking. I'm, I'm totally against, you know, all these mom bloggers who are saying, be sneaky. Look what I got my kids to eat. No, our kids need to be raised to, to eat vegetables and know what they taste like and smell like and all the textures and flavors. Exactly. Now, what are some of your favorite ways to prepare vegetables? I love to roast. Yes, yes. And what I find is I'll make, you know, I have a pampered chef pan, which I love because it gets better every time you use it. And so I'll roast a bunch of vegetables, put them out, let them cool. And then my kids walk by and they want to try some. So that's a great way to get your kids to, to you know, encourage them to eat healthy. Um, I like sauteing it um, really just any way, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. What's a pampered chef? Is that a special type of pan? Yes. Yeah. Pampered Chef brand. They're, they're known for their stoneware. And so it's a stoneware bar pan and it gets better. The taste gets better every time you use it. And it's really easy to use. So you just, I usually will toss vegetables with a little bit of olive oil, put it on there, bake it at high heat. And then once you take it out, there's a scraper and you just scrape off all of the, the residue and you run it under hot water and clean it off with a paper towel. And that's it. Oh, so it's kind of like a cast iron. Yes, very similar. I put meatballs on it. Um, You could do chicken cutlets. I mean, really anything. It's amazing. Oh, that's great. Now, you mentioned the chickpea chicken nuggets. Tell us about that. Yeah, I haven't made them myself, but I've seen recipes for them. So I'm thinking that, you know, you you put it in the blender or the food processor and then you form them. So one of the things we also do, my kids love, I and I grew up on tater tots and I cannot stand them because it's like traumatizing, right? I just hated them as a kid and we had to eat them like every week. I hated it. Um, but now what I'll do is I'll use either broccoli or cauliflower and make my own and a little bit of Parmesan cheese, maybe some garlic, and they don't last an hour. So that's another way to get some vegetables in your kid's diet. Yeah, I find using garlic is just magic, at least for my family. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you know, the Davises, we always smell like garlic. I mean, it's like, really, <laughs> we just, we love our garlic. Yeah, there are a lot of different fun and innovative ways. Do you do any um, meal prepping? Do you have like certain things that you, you know, you're like, okay, this week I'm going to make this. So I'm going to have this many vegetables for that. And if I use meat, I'm gonna, and do you use meat, by the way, in some of your I do, cooking? yes. Yeah, we're mainly plant-based. Um, my husband's a meat eater, so it definitely shows up. And I've had anemia. My daughter's had anemia. So we definitely get grass-fed meat in every week um, and fish as well. 
Um, but yeah, you know, I, I never was one for meal planning. I always felt like, oh, it's going to stifle my creative juices. And I just always had the, I always came from the perspective of let's just, you know, pull out a piece of salmon, some broccoli, and we're done. Um, but I did recently discover a service that um, I've used called the Dinner Daily. And they're actually um, the sponsor of my podcast. They have, they their recipes are so easy um, and they only take about 30 minutes to make. So it's kind of, it's definitely saved me time and transformed the way that we eat. And my kids love the recipes. Oh, that's great. What is it called again? The Dinner Daily. Oh, that's awesome. So do they actually like give you the ingredients for it or do they just tell you what the ingredients are? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a meal kit. It's just a, per- yeah, it's a personalized dinner planning service. So they send you every week five recipes and then they give you the grocery store list. So you can just go pick it up or they work with Kroger. So you can, uh, you know, order your groceries online. Um, and so they work with your grocery store sales. So to save you money. Yeah. I have to say, I love those meal services. I did Sun Basket for a while. That was great. Uh, I did Green Blender for a while when they first came out. Uh, that was great. It, it's just nice, you know, if you're like, oh, God, what am I going to make for dinner? I mean, lately I feel badly because I've been super busy. And so like every night my husband's having some sort of form of pasta with whatever I can <laughs> find in the house. So maybe I should look into what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It was it was great. And it's and the cost is so nominal that it, it pays for itself. Really? Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, Talk to us also about when you first got interested in healthy living. Yeah, it's always a, it's always a great story when you hear people's um, journey. So um, I guess it's sort of complicated, but like I said, I grew up in the 80s and it was all processed foods all the time. I can't fault my mom. She, uh, she was working full-time, part-time, and went to uh, school to get her master's degree for two years. So I talk about this in the podcast, but uh, for two years, every Tuesday, we had hot dogs because that was what my brother who's six years older could prepare. Um, so again, grew up all in processed foods and had some GI issues as a kid. And when I had my daughter um, almost 10 years ago, I received a cookbook for baby and toddler uh, recipes for baby food. And I just remember sitting there, she was sleeping. And I remember sitting there going through the recipes and thinking, oh my gosh, you can feed this to kids. This is amazing. Like risotto and lentil stew and all these amazing different flavor combinations. And I got really excited and I realized, you know, wow, this is one of my biggest responsibilities as a parent. Um, and, and through the years I had, you know, I was writing about health and had, you know, gone through my health journey of trying to lose weight and trying to figure out how to eat healthy because I was never taught how to eat healthy. Um, and, you know, I went on Weight Watchers and then, you know, I was a spinning instructor and I was always up and down and then really figured out that the key is to eat real whole foods um, and in, in the right portions. And that's really what it is. I mean, it's pretty basic, right? Um, and so, yeah, so that's kind of where I am today. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Now talk to us about the right portions, because that's where I think it can get tricky. Like nuts are healthy, but if you eat the whole huge bag of pistachios, (laughs) not so much, right? Right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You know, it's something I try to teach my kids without going overboard because they'll often, you know, take these huge portions. Um, I also, you know, I, I like intuitive eating. So you know, if I'm hungry, I'm going to eat, you know? So I think that, yeah, like we, we don't need as much food as we think we do. Really. That's what it comes down to. Um, and I think it's great 
to follow the, those intuitive eating principles where, you know, you start with a regular portion that if you're hungry, if you're really hungry, why not? You know, you have to listen to your body. Yeah, that's true. I think it's tough though with COVID. I mean, with being quarantined or, you know, we're definitely been super careful. There's like the boredom eating, like I'll see my yeah. daughter and I'm like, you're eating again. And not in a mean shaming way, but like, why are you, are you, and I'll say, are you eating? Cause you're bored. She'll say, yes. I said, well, why don't we find something to do? Or you find mm-hmm. something to do. Cause it's not, it's one thing to be hungry and it's another thing to just be like frustrated or bored or angry or all that stuff. Right. So yeah. to be able to separate how you're feeling and why you're eating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's what the studies are showing that we're all snacking more. We're, we're, and we're stuck at home, right? Like in the Northeast, it's cold. There's nothing to do. Um, but yeah, it, it's hard, right? With, with kids, I think it's, you have to be structured and say like, yeah, you just ate an hour ago, go find something to do. Um, but part of it is good, right? Like in the beginning of the pandemic, we were all seeking out comfort foods and there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. So tell us about some of your go-to meals. You talked about the lentils. Um, you talked about some of the chickpeas, rice, beans. So you do a lot of rice, beans, lentils. So you're like a lot of legumes. And yes. then your vegetables, you tend to roast. And where about fro- where do frozen veggies fit in this? equation. I don't really do frozen veggies. I find like there's not enough in the package. Um, <laughs> but I do keep a, a, a package of frozen spinach and I'll do a spinach dip. Um, Skinny Taste, she has a great uh, recipe for that. Um, but it's really easy, easy eats, right? So it's salmon and a vegetable or um, meatloaf and sweet potato fries baked in the oven. Um, we do huevos rancheros. My kid's love it. And my seven-year-old actually makes it. She, she just, <laughs> yes. Cause sometimes, like you said, I'm, I'm really busy and I'm walking out of my office at five and she's like, I got dinner at seven. Really That's like incredible. She, yeah. She'll pull oh it all together. Gosh. So um, she, she's like my little foodie. They both are, but she really loves to cook. Um, so why not? Um, yeah, we do. Um, I make my aunt's famous uh, tomato sauce. So I'll do pasta and meatballs. Um, we do frittata a lot. Like eggs are so easy and quick. You know, you can make frittata, you could make a quiche, um, really easy stuff like that. Now, where do you mostly get your recipes from? Do you have like a go-to place or do you have several that you can share? Um, again, I don't follow recipes. I just kind of make it really easy, you know, just roast, put everything on a sheet pan. Last night we did um, sausage and peppers, um, but I do love skinny taste. She's great. She just has the most amazing recipes. Like every recipe, you're like, oh my gosh, really? I got to try this, you know? Oh, I have to check that out. That's great. Now, do you enjoy cooking? Is that something like it brings you joy? I do. I love it. It's like an escape for me. Um, and I, I feel like also it's a great thing to teach your kids because studies show that when they take ownership of that, they make healthier choices. Um, I never like to cook. Um, my husband actually is in the restaurant business and he, I, I do credit him with teaching me how to cook. Um, because before, you know, when I met him, I basically just kind of put together like hummus and crackers and baby carrots. And that was dinner. (laughs) So he inspired me. And then having kids, um, they obviously, you know, they have to eat. So I had to learn how to cook. Um, But yeah, I do enjoy it. Sometimes it gets, you know, tiring when you have to cook every single night and figure out dinner and you've had a long day. So um, but in that case, I, I try to do some batch cooking, cook ahead and have things on hand. 
Yeah, I think having things on hand is huge. Mm-hmm. I've been really into little um, yellow potatoes. You know, I don't know what they're called, but I call them little yellow potatoes. <laughs> and I just have them cooked. And then I just take them and saute them with a little olive oil and garlic and, you know, either grass-fed meat or some kind of chicken sausage and have a salad or a yam or veggies on the side. And then you get different types of sausages you can mix. Or just if you have the if you have the things already, like have rice already cooked, like I already have pasta made, I already have. And that way it's easier to just throw things together. Taking time on the weekends to do it. So taking one to two hours of like chopping all your vegetables, um, putting smoothie ingredients into small bags. That's always super helpful and it makes breakfast quick. Um, sheet pan meals, use your appliances. So I love my Vitamix, oh, but you it. know, yeah, crock pot, Instapot. I mean, use them. They're there, you know, don't pull them off the shelf. Now tell us about what you do with the Instapot. Cause for some reason I, I have mine and I just, my husband uses it to make hard boiled eggs and I'm like, there's so much more it can do, but it does make a great hard boiled egg. Yeah. So I don't have one actually. And I have a friend oh, who's okay. like, you need to get it. <laughs> um, but I've heard you can actually do beans in it. That's you what can, I was going to say. Yeah. I assumed you had one because you're like, I'm the bean queen here. And <laughs> that's your new, Julie, the bean queen. No, but really, I mean, I thought you must have an instant pot because they cook in like 15 minutes or some crazy thing. I don't. I have like everything else. I have a crock pot. I have the Vitamix. I have a magic bullet. I have the uh, Cuisinart, you know, um, stand mixer, everything else. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I need, I'd like a little Cuisinart because my husband made, um, my daughter for school had to make this recipe. It was, um, I forgot, some kind of Powerball. It was like dates, pecans, um, cacao powder, and then you roll it in coconut. And if you did it in the Vitamix, and I love the Vitamix, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but it's hard. It's it, You need more of a Cuisinart because it's hard to get the little nuts and everything and all the scoop out under because it's more made for smoothie soups, things like that. Right. So I definitely need to get a Cuisinart. Yeah. What, what, what do you, yeah. appliance do you use most, would you say? Um, my oven. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the Vitamix. Yeah, every day I use the Vitamix. And I make nut butters. Um, my daughter has food allergies, so I have to find the specific almonds that are not cross-contaminated. So I'll make nut butter in there for her. Um, and we've, you know, I've used, I've made pancake batter, waffle batter, breads, muffins. Um, it's so versatile. Soups. Well, tell us about your new podcast. Sure. So my new podcast is called Food Issues, uh, and it tackles so many issues about feeding kids. Um, You know, we're facing chronic disease in America, not only childhood obesity, but type 2 diabetes. Uh, Hypertension rates are on the rise and fatty liver disease. And, you know, I think COVID has shined a light on this need for us to raise healthy eaters because we don't want to raise a nation of, of children who are facing the same chronic disease diseases that we're all facing now. Um, and so, yeah, it, um, you know, s- some of the episodes are already out. Uh, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Spotify. And um, we talk about feeding kids. We talk about school lunch, uh, cooking with kids, um, basically everything that you want to know about raising healthy eaters. Well, is there anything else, Julie, that you wanted to add today that we didn't touch on? No, that's it. Thank you so much for having me. Well, tell us all the ways to find you. Sure. So juliereveland.com and Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. 
All right. So that's the end of our show today. Be sure to follow us on social media. Thanks for listening as always. And you know what we would really love? We would love for you to give us a review because Lisa, as you know, when we are, when you give us a review and if you've got value out of the show today or our podcast in general, as we approach our 1000th episode, God, yeah. so exciting. 1000 podcasts, Lisa, you and me. It's unbelievable. Eight years. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Thousand podcasts. So we'd love you to give us a review, please, because what we're finding out is when you give us a, re- a positive review or a v- review in general, and you give us a five star rating, only if you feel that we deserve it, it really helps the algorithm and it pushes us up and it recommends our podcast to other people where they tune in for their podcast. So we would so, so, so appreciate that if you don't mind taking a minute to help us. And uh, that's the end of our show today. I'm Andrea Donsky and I'm also at Naturally Savvy. Lisa? And I'm Lisa Davis. You can find me at Lisa Davis MPH. We'll see you next time.